Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is episode 12 of Bases Loaded, and I am Chase Avery alongside with Jacob Ant, Jack Wyman, and Zach Eisen. And we got a lot to talk about right now. Uh, Wildcard rounds just ended, and we are now in the AL and NLDS, but we're going to go down the list right now of the wildcard games and how those series ended up and how our predictions maybe matched up to those games. So let's get started right away. Cardinals Padres. San Diego won in three games, 2-1. Uh, last game, they uh, absolutely shut out the Cardinals 4 nothing. I mean, what do we think about that series? I felt like that's kind of how it, it would go. I knew the Padres are going to win. I could have seen them uh, sweep the Cardinals, but Cardinals got one and it went to three games. What do we think about that series? Well, well the Cardinals won game one, and people were kind of panicking. Does this Padres team not have it because, you know, they lost – Lamette for that series. They lost Clevender for that series. People were really questioning them. They came back, won good game two, easily won game three. They had a good shutout with nine different pitchers in nine innings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I was on the record saying this would be the most boring series to watch, and it was the only NL series that went three games, of course. But right. <laughs> shows what I know. But I think uh, the Padres, they were – they did uh, – scare a couple people. Um, they were losing early in game two also and finally turned it on uh, towards the end of game two and just kind of dominated from the fifth or the sixth inning on and dominated the rest of that series. The fact that they were able to get nine relievers all throwing a shutout was pretty amazing. And yeah, that was game two especially was a fun game to watch. By the way, watching Fernando Tatis Jr. will never be boring. I can watch him walk out to his position, and he's awesome. Anyway. Sad face emoji. Uh, I, I think uh, Will Myers and Manny Machado are just uh, – Tatis obviously is so exciting, but Will – I mean, Machado is kind of like a older version of Tatis. Right. Um, in, like, skill set-wise, defensively and all that. But, but Will Myers is just so underappreciated. He had two home runs in game two. Still way overpaid, I'd like to say. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> he's got a really big contract. Yeah. I mean, if he's putting up the numbers like he did this year and into the postseason, and if they can get into a World Series appearance, then, I mean, who knows? Is he the longest tenured Padre, Will Myers? He must be. Gotta be. Yeah, I mean. 2015, probably. Yeah. Unless they have some reliever, I think he. Stanton, eh. No, probably not. Yeah. Um, I what I thought was pretty cool is when Yadi caught the uh, caught foul the, ball, you know, foul tip. I think it was off Machado. Um, Machado Tatis. It was off Tatis. Yeah. Uh, he tipped it and like um, Yadi or Molina like knew where the ball was going to be tipped into and had his glove already there, which like no other catcher, like I don't think any other catchers in the league could be able to do that. I mean, maybe like Contreras, but I think it was well, lucky. Yeah, I also think it was kind of luck, but still miraculous that a tip went, you know, in in the other direction, went into his glove. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty. That was pretty. Moving cool. on. Moving on to the next series, we have Marlins Cubs. I mean, I just knew I knew this was gonna happen. I mean. Oh I, yeah, totally. I I predicted the Marlins. What was your win. prediction? 
I predict. I said the Marlins would win another two or three. Did he? I think he said the Cubs. I'm uh, yeah. Positive. Let's I, see. Yeah. Go back and look at the tapes. Yeah, I go back and look at the. I'm tape. gonna. I'll go examine the tapes. I'll be back in. The, yeah. I'll be back in a minute. Jacob's gonna examine the tapes. Good. Back check it. Um. Yeah. So Marlins won. Beat the Cubs. Cubs only had how many runs in the two games? Was it that a single run in eighteen innings? Yeah. More than the Reds. Go back. In 22 innings. I mean, Javier Baez, disappointing season. Chris Bryant, very disappointing season. Schwarber. Schwarber. Anthony Rizzo. The only guys that really showed up in the whole season for the Cubs was Ian Happ, Jason Hayward, and I would say Wilson Contreras towards the end. Offensively, yeah. Offensively, yeah. Isn't there I mean, something with Brandon Kinsler, like in the ninth, that kind of stirred things up, or like something happened with Brandon Kinsler? Um, I saw Barstool Carl kind of like talk. It was like mad something about Brandon Kinsler. I don't well, know. Well, he uh, let up a double to lead off the inning, the ninth inning. Cubs needed two runs, and then struck out the side. A couple strikeouts, looking, and then the swinging strikeout. I mean, he just had his nasty two seamer working, and had it on the outside corner. Mm-hmm. So he was doing well. Well, he yeah, shut, I mean, shut him down. Yeah. <laughs> I found Sixto the tape. Sanchez looked great. Jacob is yeah. With all the tape. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear this well, but here we go. So I think I do want the Marlins to win. I think the Cubs will win. And oh, my there God. There you have it. He thinks the, you he wants it. the Marlins to win, but he oh, did, he did yeah. pick the Cubs. Stuck. I, 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 that was, that's a very chase every thing to say. But uh, – <laughs> um, I definitely followed Jacob. But, you know, even though the Marlins won, uh, beat the Cubs, I'm still pushing on. Go Marlins. Go Marlins. Insanity. I mean, I could elaborate a lot more on if this is, you know, the end of this Cubs dynasty, if there's a lot of change to be made uh, with their core and Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, Kyle Schwarber, Wilson Contreras. Uh, We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Prediction, Cubs trade for David Dahl in the offseason. Why? Is it a free agent this year? No. There are four players set to be free agents in 2021. That's Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, and Schwarber. What's up with that? So is he a year later? I think Contreras is a year later. Gotcha. So the Cubs will likely extend one of those guys, maybe. Maybe trade someone to free up money to try to sign someone this off season or just free up cap space. We'll see what happens. We can elaborate on that later. A lot of decisions to make. We'll definitely, once the world series is over, we'll have some off season content. Plenty of time to talk about what the Cubs are going to do. I'd like to talk about Theo Epstein. What's the rumors of him potentially leaving the, The, there were some, yeah, there were some rumors that he was going to leave or he was going to get fired as president and Jed Hoyer was going to take over. His contract is up after the 21 season, so it's very likely that he'll stay. It's almost 100%. He's going to stay for this year and probably end up somewhere else after this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tigers. Going to the Tigers. Tigers? Okay. Al Avila's going to die. And what? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that die of COVID. Uh, he's old, right? He's got to be. No, he's not that old. He's not that old to be old. Yeah. I, I, I think, 
I think the Angels and Mets are two possible interesting yeah. landing mm-hmm. spots for them. Mets are going to have a lot of money. Phillies, um, maybe? Phillies. Pot. Phillies isn't as big of a market. Why would he go back to Joe Madden? Why would he go back to Joe Madden if he fired him? He, to what? I mean. Why would he go to the Angels if he fired him? As he may have fired Joe Madden, but he probably has a, had a good relationship with Joe Madden. He kind of had to make a change yeah. after last season. And People don't understand. Ownership had a very big impact, input into that. So People don't understand that Joe Madden was actually like a really good manager, but by the time that 2018-2019 team, like they needed change. He was too – like they really loved David Ross, had a great year because he holds players accountable. We've seen that publicly too with Schwarber got pulled out mid-game one time, really showed that he was disciplining the players, and Madden didn't do that. And, yeah, I mean, it was the right decision to fire him, but they're definitely on great terms. Where, who's going to take over at Theo's spot if he does leave next it year? It would be Jed Hoyer, the current general manager. Gotcha. Does Jed do, like, anything right now? Like, what does he do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is – I know I, – what's his, like I – mean, I mean, he has – Well, input. he's the general manager. Yeah. He has input on every decision. He probably does a lot of minor league stuff on the minor league side and just – day-to-day running stuff, scouting, analytics work, like assistant GM. I mean, his title's GM. He's really an assistant GM, and that's a big job still. Yeah. All right, moving on to Brewers Dodgers. This, I I predicted this now. I said the Dodgers were going to sweep them in two, and all you guys thought this was going (laughs) to be a good series. Well, they were close games. Yeah. No, fairly. They were fairly close games. I said Dodgers in two. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I said Dodgers in three. The Brewers, right before the series started, released their roster, and Devin Williams, their yeah, that, star okay. rookie reliever who has like a .6 ERA, was left off the roster Point with three. injury. Point .3, three yeah. ERA, really? And, yeah, that was just a big blow to them, to that bullpen, because Williams and Hayter take up a good amount. They were down three nothing early in both games, with yeah. the, the starter, and they never. So honestly, I don't think Williams being in having Williams on the team makes a difference. Yeah, um, could have been more of a mental. Yeah, also, like a, absolutely. Mental shakedown. Oh, we don't have our best guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the starters gave up the lead in both games, so I don't think right. in a longer series in a five seven game series, I think that would have definitely played a bigger role. But this series, I think just. The Dodgers show that they're a really, really good team. Clayton Kershaw went eight innings, had a great start for game two. Yes. I think against the narrative kind of a postseason struggles for Kershaw. I think maybe mm-hmm. the struggles came more in like the World Series and NLCS, but and also this good. had Jed Joko hitting third. Right. Uh, Orlando Ocean. Healy. Well, they have him. a lot of platoons. They have, yeah, like Ryan Healy and Vogelbach, uh, Vogelbach mm-hmm. Jerko, and, well, and Ryan Braun also is, like, in and out, platooned. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> not a good offense by the Brewers. That's, they haven't had a good offense all year. I mean, they finished below 500, so. Pretty much. Nothing too crazy happened in that series, I guess. Right. Next How series. the Reds Braves series was great. 
Wow. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Wow. Yeah, game one, I must say, I don't think was because was good for the uh, MLB because it was the first right. postseason game, and it was like you know in the afternoon, so a lot of people. Oh, were they probably playing. hated it, given also Trevor Bauer's pitching lights out. They Rob Manfred is probably not happy. <laughs> well, well, I don't know if Rob Manfred is watching every Trevor Bauer game, hoping he gets up seven runs. Like, <laughs> no, I. <right>. Can- <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm saying I think that like you were talking about how the game was at 13 innings and only one run was scored between both teams the whole just time. not not a lot of scoring yeah yeah but also he was right also having to watch Trevor Bauer absolutely shove in his own he, well no 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 Bauer is fun to watch I don't know why this narrative of Manfred hating Trevor Bauer is a thing I mean there's well, more business involved in that it's not a personal hatred I think yeah and the commissioner can't just like hate players and like yeah hold strong opinions about players he's supposed to be more neutral i guess but yeah. yeah this game i think i'm looking right now they went two, they combined to go two for 22 with runners in scoring position 22 total left on base the reds left 13 on they had like the bases loaded twice um, some questionable uh, third base coaching in the top of the 13. Oh, oh, Joey Votto got yeah. held up. Joey Votto, yeah. That was no, but, running no, no, no. He, he would have been got hosed if he went. He was not even a third base when the <laughs> left fielder picked he also, up the ball. Yeah, if, for the viewers that don't know, was like, a bad he was throw. on second he base. He was, a, he was, it was a bad throw. He was on second base, and there was a single through the five, six hole third baseman shortstop. And I think he must have thought the third baseman – or Golden shortstop bottom. fielded it, so he didn't want to run into an out, so he kind of stopped. Then he ran a third, didn't score, and that and, strikes out. And then, yeah, ended up striking out. As a fan of pitching, I loved this game because there were just so many, I mean, just great pitching. Trevor Bauer was lights out. Max Fried was awesome. And extra innings, like bases loaded, nobody out, and just three strikeouts or, like, strikeout, strikeout, and a pop-up. I mean, just a lot of really tight situations. But, yeah, nobody could really score. To me, as, as, a, as a high school student, um, I, 11 a.m. on a Tuesday, I couldn't – on a Wednesday, I couldn't watch this game. But going back and looking at what happened, um, just great pitching. And I was just shocked because I kept kind of checking the score. And the Reds would have the bases loaded with one out. And it would still be 0-0 zero, zero, 10 minutes later. So – very frustrating, the Reds not scoring in 22 innings throughout the series, mm-hmm. um, getting two amazing starts from those two, two of their aces and just the offense not having anything to show for it. Yeah, that game one matchup is what everyone thought Shane Bieber versus Garrett Cole was going to be like. Uh, we'll get to that game, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I did want to talk about where do we think that Trevor Bauer is going to go? I mean, uh, I don't want to talk about We that. got a whole lot. Yeah. To talk we got about. a lot. I, I just want opinions right now. I think I saw that. Mats. Angels. Mats. We think the Angels. We'll take the Dodgers. I, I'm pretty sure he's got, he went to Boston for a meeting of some sort. He, yeah. No, he he's put not, on his Twitter. He can't talk. He can't talk to a team. Yet. Yeah. He'd probably go in to see his cousin in Boston. Rachel yeah. Luba. He's Agent Rachel Luba. Yeah. 
Ray Chalupa. Ray Chalupa. I thought it was Ray Chalupa. I did too. I did not. Well, think that's her nickname. Chalupa. Anyway, regardless. Let's get this back. Well, okay, what other, what other like clients does she have? I'm not. Con- it's I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. No, Sorry, it, Rachel Lupa, if you're listening. Are they dating or no? No. No. Moving on to the yeah, American but, League. Hold on. Let's She's, talk no, about No, no. We got to get back on Jacob said her only client is Trevor Bauer. And I, I, think she's, I think he's his only major league client. That's confusing. So, the Rays and Blue Jays was a great matchup. Not so much, actually. The Rays were obviously favored. I think we all picked them to win. Rays one and two, they look like they've got a serious shot at the World Series. Yeah, the Blue Jays did something interesting here, where they didn't start Hyunjin in game one, and they started Matt Shoemaker and put Robbie Ray in behind them, both of whom pitched pretty well. Bullpen gave up a couple of runs, and Blake Snell and the Rays bullpen just shut him down. Lost a close game one. They probably yeah. thought they'd had a good chance to win game they had a good chance to win game two with uh, Hyun Jin, and Hyun Jin gave up seven rounds in the first two innings, and they were out of the series. So, well, I think I think they pulled Matt Shoemaker way. Like, I don't care if he is injury history or they didn't like the matchup the second time through the order. He threw three scoreless, um, mm-hmm. and right when Robbie the first, I think the first batter Robbie Ray faced, the Rosarena had to lead off triple, and the Rays scored. So. After that, it was good, but yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, a lot of teams in this series had been using like a, a combination of starting pitchers and like really short starts. I just don't understand why they can't, you know, let a pitcher go and if he's locked in, just let him stay locked in and pitch six, seven innings because they can do that on a regular basis, even if well, there's a good team. I think they – were they because they had the possibility to do that in this wild card series, especially with the extra off days, assuming they did advance. They, especially like the Astros, they definitely utilized that strategy where they yeah. would just kind of piggyback to two of their better starters in one game. And I think the I think just the main reason is because once a lineup sees a guy, a starter for the second or third time, they start to kind of adjust and hit them around a little better. So yeah. But also, I, I know they're trying to be, like, proactive in, like, okay, we're not going to let up any runs instead of letting him, you know, let up a few hits get in a tough situation. But, I mean, when a pitcher's locked in like that, you can't really pull him, yeah. I think. I mean, I but, think what the Blue Jays, especially just in this scenario, were trying to do, starting with Shoemaker and with, like, a soft-tossing control lefty, and then they bring in Ray, who's a big strikeout guy, lefty. Mm-hmm. Shoemaker's a righty. They brought – the big uh, strikeout lefty in just kind of messes with the raised batting order, which is stacked with lefties and gives them a new look early in the game. Doesn't let them get settled in. And it didn't work too bad. They, I mean, if you look at it, they got a six inning start, gave up three hits, one earned run. So yeah. So that's pretty that's, good. That's solid. But yeah, they also wasted, probably wasted their pitching, had to go to their bad bullpen early in the game. And right. Weren't able, and the Rays were able to run yeah, away. Yeah, I guess. I mean, what I'm saying is kind of they left Schumacher in the game if he was really doing great yeah. for like five, six innings, and then they had Ray pitch seventh, eighth, and ninth, which is yeah. still tough because a mm-hmm. starter pitching in, you know, close relief innings, eighth and ninth inning is tough. But 
theoretically you could get it done. And then they don't have to use as much of the bullpen, which is right for them is the is probably a good thing if they because they really don't have much of anyone back there. Plus, you've got three straight games in this series, and uh, a couple teams actually used their a lot of relievers for three straight days, which they hadn't done the entire regular season, and is really rare now. Right. Exactly. Uh, that okay moving on <laughs> Astros twins Houston wins in two games uh just you you don't like to see it ever like ever this is yeah really terrible as I much don't as think... I don't like the twins I don't like I I the Astros I do not like more the Astros are worse so yeah uh, I uh I don't think any of us had the Astros winning the first round I know some some of us might have had them winning one game or we at least making it a competitive series but mm-hmm. Just the Twins offense, who was so elite a year ago, just did not show up uh, in this series. Just Yeah. I mean, I, I said this series was the most likely to end in the sweep, and I was exactly right, except wow. for the fact that I thought the Twins were going to sweep the Astros. Um, I should have known I shouldn't pick the Twins in the playoffs. That's a lesson that I should have learned yeah. time over the last 18 losses, but – yeah, I mean, I think we were all kind of surprised that the Astros, after finishing below 500, came out and just crushed the, just dominated the AL Central champs. Um, I think this was one of the series that showed that the Central divisions in general just weren't that good this year. They mm-hmm. had a lot of, they had a lot of like second tier teams that were looked good against each other and could beat up the bottom tier, but overall, compared to the rest of the league, the Centrals just weren't that good and you had the indians going to the world series yeah i mean i i was we'll get there yeah i was guilty of thinking that the centrals were very good and that I mean, series I, and this series kind of showed that they weren't i mean al central had some of the best records in baseball with the Sox, twins and indians so yeah but yeah, there I was think- no opportunity for them to kind of get beat by the west or by the east if they're just beating right. up against the royals and tigers then they're gonna have good records uh-huh. I heard a hot take from Jake Mintz, friend of the pod, that uh, he kind of wants the Astros to win uh, this upcoming series against the Oakland Athletics so that, and he wants the Yankees to beat the Rays so that the Yankees can really put it on the Astros. Yankees fans want to see the Astros, like, really get it from this Yankees team that could have gone to the World Series in 2017. They lost to the Astros, who were cheating many times. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't like the Yankees enough to like this take. So, I, I mean, especially because I'm all in on the Rays and hope they yeah. win it all. So, I can't support this. I also want to say there's a lot of bad blood with the Athletics and Astros as well. Not yeah, only Ramon Laureano charging their hitting coach and whatnot, but also Mike Fires is on the Athletics, who he was the whistleblower who kind of gave away the entire cheating scandal that all really relied on him coming out and saying all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He did not look very good in game three against the Sox. So I don't know if Fires gets a start against the, uh, against the Astros, but he'll definitely get into a game at some point out of the bullpen at least. And will be an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah. What was the odds he hit someone? Fires again. In a postseason game, I doubt he. 
I what was like someone Mike Fires again? I know he like called out the Astros, but then the Astros like clapped back and said something about him. Like, what did he do? Did he do something bad that I remember? Mike Fires? Yeah. What? He uh, was the whistleblower of the uh, 2017 Astros cheating scandal. If you uh, didn't catch that, no, 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 that's, ago. What that's what I said. I said I knew he did that, but then yeah. the Astros clapped back and said something about him. I didn't hear anything about that, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think could be mistaken. They probably were just trying to say, like, nah, what's he I just probably just said, like, what's he talking about, you know? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> ALDS is here. No, 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 no. Not yet, not yet, Hold not on. Yet. We got a series to talk Let's about. Put that pause button on. We got we talked about all of them. No. Way. What about the White Sox? Whoa, and the I Yankees. Was, I was going over that, but you guys skipped it. Okay. <laughs> no, well, no. White Sox A's. Hey, three games. Uh, White Sox took game one. A's took games two and three. Uh, game three, Garrett Crochet got hurt. Kind of threw the Sox off of the, out of the loop. Uh, wound up losing that game. Rick Renteria with some questionable pitching moves. Um, yeah. I'd also like to say Luis Robert, absolute beast. Yeah, of an that animal. was smoked. 487, second longest homer of the year. I mean, ball hasn't landed yet. That was insane. Um, other than that, it was a very good series. Fun to watch. White Sox left a lot of ducks on the pond in games two and three, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. uh, they, they capitalized on those opportunities. Jose Abreu struck out. I remember game three or no, game two, I think it was, on a pitch that was way outside the zone with a lot of people. Bases loaded, ninth inning, two outs, right? Yep. Yeah. Or eighth. Daddy okay. Hack, first strike. Absolutely. He could have crushed it just with Father Swing. Uh, strike two. Rowdy did. And then, yeah, just absolutely. Papa Cut. <laughs> at that. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of times where the Sox could have capitalized and they did not do so. And that's why they lost pretty much. It could have uh, been. Jack was right, but he said, uh, White Sox probably going to need the sweep because that game three bullpen day just did not go well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A's bullpen is real good. Best in the league. Yeah. What surprised me is Liam Hendricks in game two kind of got hit pretty good, but stayed in there through 49 pitches and then came out and closed the door in game three after having a rough mm-hmm. start the day before. Yeah, he uh former starter, so he has a he has gone deep right. in games before, but I think I was surprised with the A's keeping bringing him in a little early in game 2 and then keeping him in so long, which he wasn't amazing in either game, especially in game 3 he did give up a base runner or two, so maybe uh, yeah, ended yeah, up being strikeouts. A, yeah. Ended Three up strikeouts. being okay, but still uh so it might have been a bit of a questionable decision to use the closer that much. Right. Yeah. Well, I was discussing with you guys actually at the time that I think it kind of fits a narrative of like everyone needs to go to their closer in the ninth inning in a, clo- in a safe situation when really that might not be the right decision. I guess it did work out by the A's, so they must have, I mean, discussed with Liam Hendricks how he was feeling that day. Like he definitely – said you know I can go out there I can get a save but when your guy got hit around pretty good in the last two innings through 49 pitches I think 
you know, maybe it's an option to go to a different arm in the ninth, but it worked out for them. Yeah. As Zach once said, like, if you put out, um, I don't know, I don't know, like, I don't know who they had left, but if you put out someone like Lou, Lou Trevino or Jordan Weems, someone like bomb instead of Liam Hendricks who pitched the day before and they, they give up a three on home or Melvin, Bob Melvin's gone. Yeah. Like, you're fired. But if but he if, puts in Liam Hendricks on, you know, all that, you know, tough, like no rest and he, and Liam Hendricks gives up the lead and they lose, he's not going to get fired because he put his best pitcher out there, even though he was like on short rest and pretty knocked up. But I think it's more of a job security decision than anything else, actually. Maybe not. Yeah. Oh. He's been pretty good the last few years. Just yeah. those these teams on paper that don't look very good on paper and winning the division this year and taking – Yeah, Bob Melvin's a great manager for sure. Yeah. So, I've seen the Rays a lot know. of times. God. I don't know if his job was on the line there, but – Definitely would have been a lot more questions asked if he right. he didn't have much in the bullpen left, but if he stuck with Soria for another inning or put someone else in, there would have uh, would have been much tougher questions to answer if they end up losing the game. Yeah, I was about to say the Rays have kind of being the team that the Rays are. They go away from that narrative of using your closer in a safe situation. I know they used. Uh, Nick Anderson in like the seventh and eighth inning because he was facing the toughest part of the order. And then who did they use? They got a save with the guy who had never gotten a save in his career. Pete Fairbanks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pete Fairbanks. He, he and is nasty. I mean, everyone I mean, there every, guys everybody, is nasty. Yeah, everybody is nasty, but he throws, he's like the funky arm angle too. It's, he's nasty. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a funky arm. It's crazy. But yeah, Ray's got a lot of different looks out of that bullpen. Is there? They might have the best bullpen in the league, actually. Sleegers. They got a side armor. They got Chaz Rowe throwing nasty sliders. They got Oliver Drake with the splitter. Monkey arm. Nick Anderson's great. I mean, high velo at every single. As Colin Kevin Cosa. Cash said, he's got a uh, pan of. Stable. He's got a stable. A stab- yeah, a stable of guys that can throw. Oh yeah, hundred. Those guys can toss. Yeah. Aaron Loop, you know, Shane McClanahan. Yeah. Got to make his MLB debut yet. I think that's a a great quality in bullpens now. People are always talking about having high velocity bullpens and really swing and miss stuff, but I think it's underrated to have a lot of different looks out of the bullpen. Having, you know, first you have a guy that comes in who's throwing sidearm at a wacky angle, then you've got straight over the top Oliver Drake with a splitter, and then you got hard slider. And you got all these different looks. It's really tough for the hitters to adjust that quickly. I think that's just as good a quality as throwing a hundred with a nasty slider. Mm-hmm. All right, final series of the AL Wild Card round: Indians, Yankees. Yankees uh, scored twenty-two runs in two games. Shane Bieber, AL Cy Young winner, gets lit up. Carlos Carrasco. I look like a Cy Young winner, I like to say. No. <laughs> not pitch well at all. It's 4.6 pitch, nine hits, seven earned runs, two walks, um, let up two home runs. Not 
a good performance by Shane Bieber because that Yankees offense can flip the switch at any time and absolutely mash on anyone. Does not matter. Um, Garrett Cole, seven innings, two earned runs, 13 strikeouts. Now he looked like a Cy Young caliber pitcher, though I do think Shane Bieber will still win it. However, it was it was a very good matchup in uh, Garrett Cole's favor. And yeah, Bieber's Bieber's still gonna win it, but definitely if you look at some of the teams. Royals, Tigers a couple times, Cubs offense, Reds offense, Pirates offense. I don't know if you faced all of them, but none of the, all of those offenses, we saw significant struggles against good teams. Um, and against his two starts against the White Sox, both of them gave up two or three, three or four earned runs. Didn't look amazing in either of those, which is probably, White Sox is probably the best offense in that division this year. So, I mean, they... Bieber may have just benefited a lot from an easy schedule. He's definitely a very good pitcher, but Cy, uh, over a long season playing against every division, I don't know if he would have won Cy Young. I don't think he would have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a great point, and I totally agree that once he got he had a rude awakening, as they say, once he had to face a better, better offense, but he's still for sure going to win it. I thought this yeah. was interesting. Game two, it was 10 to 9. Yankees won in game two over Cleveland. Yankees had three home runs. Indians scored nine runs with that one home run, which I thought was kind of surprising. Um, small ball. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, Love small. I mean, they were down or, or they, they scored. It was like a weird rain delay situation. And then for like 27 minutes, just terrible on MLB's <laughs> part. And then they went back out there and, Indians jumped up early, Yankees scored, then Indians scored like six or something, and then choked, and then they, Yankees were up ahead, and then the Indians scored again, and they were up, and then they choked in the ninth. Back so, and forth, back and forth. It was an awesome game. Throughout yeah, both games, game. throughout both games, just no one in the Indians' bullpen could get it out. No one on the Indians' pitching staff could get mm-hmm. out. Yeah. The only guy was Nick Whitgren. I think the only guy throughout the entire series – to pitch a scoreless inning, actually wow. full a tone and Nick Whitgren each pitch a scoreless oh, inning. Wow. Batman the Sion. I think it's Mayton. Mayton. I it think you're Mayton. right. But yeah, that Yankees offense is scary. And that Indians pitching staff, which looked like the best in the AL, I should thought that that was the best pitching mm-hmm. staff in the AL and that was going to carry them all the way to the World Series, um, gave up 22 runs. So... Learned a lot in that series, and Yankees moving on. Yeah, as I mentioned yeah. earlier, that game one, Garrett Cole versus Shane Bieber was expected to be, you know, the greatest pitching matchup. Me, a big fan of pitching, was excited. And a lot of scoring, even off Garrett Cole, let up a, a couple runs, a good amount. Um, yeah, I think the Yankees had a really good approach against Shane Bieber. I know he throws a lot of pitches outside of the zone, like his curveball outside of the zone a lot. And I think the Yankees must have had a great scouting report on him. It was also, I think, his must have been his first postseason start or his first big one. What do, you, uh, what do you think Zach Plezak's reaction was to not starting game two? I mean, it's probably... who did? Carrasco? Yeah. yeah. I think but that's yeah. just kind of how it lined up, and they didn't want to. Oh. 
Maybe. Wasn't he? But no, but I think Pulisic could have pitched, though. I think he had enough rest, but they just wanted to stick with the rotation they were in. So. I wasn't Pulisic slated for game three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, So, yeah, that's tough. But they used Savali. They used Savali and Tristan McKenzie out of the bullpen. These guys are good. Yeah, they're going to – we'll see. And then – Let's move on to tomorrow's games, the DS games, starting with the AL. Uh, we got the A's and the Astros and the Rays and the Yankees tomorrow. Um, my prediction is the Astros are going to win game one. I feel like uh, they're going to win 10 to 5. Unpopular. Just my score prediction. And then I think the Yankees might actually – I think they're going to win game one, but the Rays are going to win the series in five. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, yeah, Cole again against Blake Snell is gonna be a good matchup. But lefty against those Yankee righty power hitters probably isn't gonna go super well. But I do yeah. think the Rays are gonna win the series. We saw Tanaka didn't Tanaka got lit up by a bad Indians offense, and Jordan Montgomery, Davy Garcia, like that's not a very good back end of that rotation at all. And the Rays have been good all year, um, beating the Yankees consistently. And I think they're going to be able to win this series in four or five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's going to be good starting. Series. It's going to be tough because the Rays just find ways to win no matter who they're playing mm-hmm. or whoever they're facing on the mound. So They also have much better starting pitching, as we mentioned. Blake Snell has been solid. Maybe he won't be great against the Yankees. Uh, Tyler Glass now has been great. He's pitched in the postseason last year. He did. Uh, I'm sure he learned a lot from that. And Charlie Morton, also a big postseason pitcher. Had an okay year. We'll see how he does. And their bullpen, like I said, probably the best in the league. Mm-hmm. And he's Astros. Okay. I don't know. What I will say, the Astros dominated the Twins. The Twins dominated – not dom. The Twins looked better than the White Sox at mo- for most times this year. And the A's kind of s- squeaked by the White Sox. So, I'm taking the Astros. They buy uh, – what's that called? The property. I totally forgot. But Transitive. Transitive property, yes. The, the Astros are much better than the Twins. Twins better than the White Sox, I think. I think the uh, Astros, unfortunately, are a better team than the A's. Um, the pitching's a little questionable, but that offense has been really hot. And the A's pitching, other than Chris Bassett, who still isn't great. I don't think – I don't know if his start, how his start's going to be. Yeah, a really up. good second half, but yeah. yeah. But that A's rotation, I think they're going to be in holes, and they're not uh, early in games. I don't think they're going to allow Zardo that great make- bullpen to uh, – Make a big diff, make a difference. Yeah, Lazardo did not look that great against the Sox. Yeah, he was just missing his fastball. Yeah, um, he had a, a lot of misses right over the plate, and a good offense capitalizes on that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. He, okay. Yankees, Question. Yankees in six. I didn't get the other minute. Yankees in six. Five game series. Five game <laughs> series. Yankees in six. <laughs> Can't wait. Rays are going to win the World Series in eight games. <laughs> okay uh quick question about the astros it. 
do you think non like obviously my most hated player is an al central player i don't know yachty or someone but uh or josh Hader, i don't know but um Mine's who do you Yelch. think is who do you think the mo- eh, he had a bad year i can't really hate him uh who do you think the most uh country like baseball fan hated player across the country is right Bregman. now Bregman? I, I think it's Bregman or Altuve well Altuve won the MVP that year so yeah. I've seen actually I've seen more hate for Altuve than Bregman even though Bregman yeah, yeah. he was the one with the bad apology the most hate he's I think it's I think it's Correa I hated what he had to say uh recently about no 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 like like last week when or a couple days ago when they beat the twins he's like where are the haters at now? We beat, we won on the road. Like, yeah, it's just so on, stupid, bro. You're just such a clown. Yeah, it's just you're just lit. You cannot like let that go. That you tr- like trying to justify that 2017. Yeah. Obviously, like yeah, I cheated, but we can still win. Like, ugh. yeah, they were so cocky in 2017 and so on and. I think everyone expected a huge apology spring training and they didn't get that. Yeah. They're just easily the most hated team by the country. Mm-hmm. As they should be. Right. It's a shame there are no fans this year to, uh, totally. To I think next year people have started to kind of forget a little bit. They'll still get hate, mm-hmm. but it won't be as bad as it would have been starting the season, like in Oakland this year, like they were supposed to. Yeah. I mean, every stadium would be full-on booze when they come out to the stadium. There would be funny songs playing for them. Ugh. It's it's um it's still gonna be like when they do go to the A's because like the Loriano brawl and that stuff, like that stuff. I feel like it's still gonna carry over to next year. Hopefully, it, it will. But roster won't be as changed. the right. Astros roster will look even less like it did Springer may leave it's going to look even less like it did in 2017 yeah they're gonna to have to break up the group how, I how think teams, Jacob when those players do become free agents like how much will teams care that they were like on that team and like they cheated like will it it may it'll add a little bit of skepticism but like to just their stats but they have enough data from like the last two years especially how about around um, the clubhouse, though? Like, bringing a guy in that, like, no way Trevor Bauer would want to play with, or, like, players like Trevor Bauer would want to play with, like, Carlos Correa, George Springer, like, any of those guys. Yeah. That That's might be point. something to discuss in their locker room. Yeah, I think the general managers would have to discuss that with their team. I think you could put it aside. I mean... I don't think it'll be a huge deal. Yeah. You can put aside problems like that. I mean... Baseball, like a locker room is not filled like with Ramsey. completely different ideas, different people, and they all like put it aside. It's not like Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate in the NFL. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that just is. happened a moment ago. Yeah, that was uh, – Zach, do you know the backstory behind their feud? I, I don't, don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I will we'll – talk. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll talk about it on the football podcast that we uh, have. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm <laughs> low on time here. Okay. One so, what happened? Golden Tate and what? Jalen God, Jalen Ramsey, he was uh, Golden Tate's sister's boyfriend, right? Wow, Wow. congrats. Jalen Ramsey dumped Golden Tate's sister while she was pregnant. And then that was like like a couple months ago. And then this week they played each other. And Jalen Ramsey 
like absolutely like he tackled Golden Tate and slammed him to the ground. And then after the game, they got into a fight. So yeah, there's your football update from Chase Avery. Yes. Uh, what do you guys think is like the likeliness that a guy like Bregman Correa Springer gets that $200 million contract or something you know, really big. Obviously, they're not going to get Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. When are they, when are they all? When are they all free agents? Springer's this year. They, I don't think he gets. And it. he, he had a good year this year. He had a solid year last. I think he had thirty something. He off the year so, Jacob, hold on. He started off the year so cold. Like, so, it, well, it, they all did. Didn't all the Astros like Altuve, Correa, Springer, like all of them? Yeah, were. and he ended with a nine hundred OPS still and fourteen home runs. Wow. Like he's gonna get paid. He's but what do you think? Like a hundred million? He'll get it's just randomly four years, one twenty is my estimate. Okay, maybe five for one thirty-five. I don't know. But but Altuve, who hit like two sixteen this year and looked really bad, had a, his strikeout numbers jump a lot. Obviously, he was getting help the past few years. We assume. Yeah, I'm not sure when his contract's up. I think he signed an extension at some point. So. Oh, yeah. But. I think Bregman also has an extension somewhere in there. Anyway. Uh, to the NLDS, Marlins Braves in a series that not many of us expected, uh, especially back at the beginning of the year. But I think yeah. we all agree this – is probably a three-game or maybe a four-game Braves victory. Yeah, uh, can't, can't the, discount the bottom the, feeders. I'll take the Braves in four because I, I I'm I'm thinking Sandy the way he pitched against the Cubs. I think he gets a he gets the Braves a, the Marlins a win game one, and okay, uh, and beats Max Fried. Yeah, because you know Braves offense didn't look good against Bauer. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Marlins could sneak one out. Maybe like Gary Cooper Marlins. goes deep again. I'm thinking the Marlins win this. Win this entity? Bonapiers? Yeah, I think they I, I think they win in four. So wow. when the Braves win next round, we remember this. Because <laughs> yeah. if he yeah. starts to say about oh, how we all knew that the Braves are going to win. Chase, tell me why you think the Marlins are going to win in four. In four? Wow. They're yeah. hot. You don't think they'll win in six or seven? <laughs> Not think they'll win in six, though. Um, I will take the Braves in – I'll also go four games. Uh, the Marlins pitching looked good against the Cubs, but you have to remember the Braves and Marlins have played each other a lot this year, and the Braves are definitely the superior team, superior offense, and their pitching has been – pretty good. Max Fried's been good. Ian Anderson pitched great in that game too. Uh, not sure what they'll, what their game three, four will look like, but I think they can pull it out with that offense they've got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, you guys both took Braves in four, so I'll take Braves. I'll take Braves in three as we, one of them, the Braves are going to win by at least 14 runs. Yeah. We've wow. established that. The, at some point, the Marlins just – it happens every week or so that the Marlins just get destroyed. So wow. their Twitter account has to come up with, like, funny jokes <laughs> to avoid saying the score. So Yeah, their jokes are funny, actually. They got a solid Twitter. Yes. Got to give it to them. MLB Twitter power rankings, that's a good offseason. That is a good uh, idea. Yeah, we got the – 
put that in the in the vault for the off season. Talk about them. What? Mets Twitter fans. Mets Twitter. Oh God. Well, fans. We, yeah. we can have a Twitter episode. Yeah, yeah ranking the teams' sound. Twitters, yeah. rank players' Twitters, and ranking teams' fan bases' yeah. Twitters. Jack, Jack thinks the Mets fan base Twitter. Yeah, they're atrocious. That's just freaking terrible. And I mean, they think Brandon Nimmo is going to win MVP like every year. Brandon Nimmo MVP. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. get. It. I, I just I don't. people. I mean, Luke Voigt, He's better than Pete Alonso, and I'll stand by that. <laughs> And people, I mean, this year, yeah, yeah, and people just go nuts. I mean, just people just cannot handle it. Mets fans, it's, it's just like, so fitting. The Mets are just the worst franchise. I mean, their ownership, their front office is horrible now. They always seem to get super unlucky with whatever happens. Yet they have like the most confident fans in the world, which is, I guess, I admire them for that. Honestly, just believing in their team that much. But they are really the weirdest franchise, feels, I think. It feels like Noah Biter's like, oh, I can't slam people on air. That's fine. <laughs> oh, it's not not, it's more extreme than Noah, by the way. Okay. Like, uh, I, I also am guilty of thinking Cubs players are better than they are. I mean, well, Craig Kimbrell's definitely a Hall of Famer. Let me establish that. Yeah. But – Dylan Maples, I've been waiting for his breakout year for the last two years. Hasn't happened. So many guys, but the Mets fans are insane about it. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Final NLDS series, Padres-Dodgers. And I don't know. The Padres may have been able to piece together a bullpen day and throw a shutout against the Cardinals. That's not going to work against this off Dodgers offense. I think the – yeah, Dodgers going to dominate. Uh, they uh, – Padres just no good. Uh, no good pitching-wise without Lamette and Clevenger. And the Dodgers are just the best team in the league. It's – people are optimistic in this series. A lot of big Padres fans. It may, may go 4 or 5, but I really don't think the Padres have any chance to win it without their two I mean, best pitchers. I'm optimistic about this series. I think it'll be a great series – the Padres are a really hungry team. The Dodgers have been to the postseason every single year for so long. Um, the rosters haven't been announced yet, so I don't know if Lamette and Clevenger will be on the roster. That's definitely key. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Go ahead. I think that the Padres are going to win in – I'm optimistic because after what they were able to do after losing game one and just upsetting, you know, pretty embarrassing loss to the Cardinals. Nobody predicted that in game one. And then they were down early six to two where um, Zach Davies looked terrible and they fought back Tatis and Machado and Will Myers obviously put on a show, but I think that they'll be able to, they'll be able to fight with the Dodgers and, They've been able to beat them this year, so I'm going to go with them. I'm going to take – actually, I, I had confidence in the Padres, but I am, am going to take Dodgers in five. I think it'll be a really exciting series, and it'll be great to watch, and the Dodgers are going to win a close game five. But it'll really be kind of the official coming out party for the Padres that, like, wow, they can really compete against what's definitely the best team in the league. 
and the Dodgers have definitely been so dominant. And I think it's just their year with now they got Mookie and they've got a really complete team. Uh, before we wrap it up, I know at least I need to make new a new World Series pick. Some of you guys might too after the first round. So Dodgers, I Yankees, Dodgers. Mine's sticking. I had the Indians. Um, that's not gonna happen. So I guess I'll take I'll take Rays. Rays are gonna beat the Astros. Dodgers gonna beat the Braves, and the I'll take. I think Jack might have this too, but I'll take the Rays over the Dodgers. I obviously I think the Dodgers are the most likely winners, but I don't want to pick them, so I'm picking the Rays. I also had I had Rays Dodgers. I think Jack had Rays Cubs. Ah yes, which was very unfortunate, even though I wanted it to happen. Give me give me Rays Rays Pods and Rays okay. in seven. The dads in seven against the Padres. Yes, don't don't, don't count out the Padres. I don't care. I don't yeah, they're them. a good team. Stating the obvious. I think they're overhyped, but we will find out. Okay, buddy. Mr. Tatis. Well, I'm afraid he's, he's no longer a white sock. He's so exciting. People need to stop getting by this narrative that he was traded by the White Sox. It'll be a good little thing when he goes to the Hall of Fame and it's like, okay, wow, he was traded, but so many you have to understand how many players get traded and end up in like the hall of fame and stuff like before they're good yeah mm, that's what i'm saying like john smoltz got traded in 1987 hall of famer i can like dennis Lee traded by the cubs i can come up with these all day hey shane mcclanahan i got a feeling he might make his debut tomorrow for uh for the race Never okay. Wow, hot takes. Yeah, in game one, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't. I said it already. I don't think Snell's going to do great against this Yankee offense, and especially if the Rays are down early, it probably could be a like a good low pressure situation for him to come in and make his debut. Yeah, the game's already over. There was also a playoff debut, Alex Kirilov for the uh, Twins, mm-hmm. and he had a couple hits, I think. Wrapping it up here. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you all for listening. This has been episode 12 of Bases Loaded. We'll have another episode for you guys soon. Thank you all for tuning in and have a good night. Loaded bases, that's my motivation. Feeling lucky, we should go to Vegas. 2018 mode of transportation. Got me feeling over anxious like a home invasion. My dough inflated and I'm more creative. It's like a couple big deals, but it's no parade. See, it's a couple it's every generation. I wasn't supposed to make it out with the code the matrix. And when they get to speak, it's like a coded language. Reminds that they strengthen all the stolen greatness. We used to bat is at the mobile station. Full circle, mobile motivation. My self-educated through negotiations. Got these sharks that I'm sitting at this table with afraid to bait. No 10 on my Mercedes, that's for inspiration. Two kilos on my neck like the ladies. Boy, size lost and have no my demonstration. Born and raised, y'all affiliated. It's really greatness. Riding round like I really made it. Loaded bases, I'm going Willie Mace. Yeah. Listen to my ambition, cause I'm on one. Swinging for the fences for the home run. Even further beyond into the universe. But I've got to make it to first, first. It's 
feels like every second's being stolen I risk it for every ticket we sold them You got the ball, I'ma take it home Bottom line, I'ma make it home I was sitting on my link and I start thinking Ain't gonna make a hundred mil off in these streets More than likely I'm gonna end up in somebody's precinct Even worse, horse and cares run to church Laid off in the hearse, I dealt with it I ain't just out here for my health with it I weigh the risk and the reward and sink the scale tipping Let's all get on one accord and take the world Take the money, take the power and the girls with us Can't buy that bullet that they sell They bring drug heads in jail Look all these ways they derailed That's why I respect me to the utmost when you see me is how I feel Cause I ain't feel I seen it coming, did not tell Different lanes, same passion for the male Switch lanes, all black, two glass cellars B12 too fast, gone Listen to my ambition cause I'm on one Swinging for the fences for the home run Even further beyond into the universe But I've got to make it to first first It feels like every second's being stolen I risk it for every ticket we sold them You got the ball, I'ma take it home Bottom line, I'm gonna make it home